Now on Bloomberg Radio. There's a lot going on around the globe, a lot of instability. It shows you there's still this notion that M&A is going to happen, that acquisitions are going to happen. Global business, finance, and tech news as it happens. Twitter in a Trump world. He's making an impact. It's a piece of Alibaba. It's an alternate Baba. Carol Masser. Corey Johnson. You're always cold. I am always cold. You're always cold. The girl so what difference does it make if it's a cold winter or if it's 90 degrees outside, you're still cold? It makes a difference. It doesn't make a difference to you. This is Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. So cold that I actually have my own blanket for when we're on the road, Corey Johnson. We're back yes, you do now, but we're, not, we're back. <laughs> we are in my warm, toasty studio. Mine the same here in our San Francisco 9600 studios here in over the San Francisco Bay and where I haven't been in so long. I know. It's good to be back home. we got a lot going on. we got to talk about this global ransomware attack. Also, we're going to focus in on what's going on in the IPO world. But first up to our top business stories and a look at today's trading session, here is Charlie Pellet. All right. Thank you very much, Carol Master. Welcome back. And, yes, there is an ETF for cybersecurity. Ticker is HACK, H-A-C-K. It is up today by 3.8%. Stocks are climbing after equities posted their first back-to-back drop in almost a month as investors await earnings reports this week. Right now, the S&P up 11 to 2402, a gain there of five-tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials up 95, a gain of five-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up 28 to 6149, a gain also of five-tenths of one percent. The 10-year down 630 seconds at yield, 2.35 percent. Gold is up $2 the ounce to 1229, up two-tenths of one percent. And crude oil, big story today. It is up 2.7%, advancing a dollar 31. West Texas Intermediate crude now at 49.15. Brent is at 52.12. The National Association of Realtors says home builder confidence continues to shine, even with the rising prices and interest rates. And here's more from Bloomberg's Vinnie Del Judice. The home builder confidence index rose to 70 this month, the second highest since 2005. Sentiment improved everywhere except the Midwest. The six-month outlook also strengthened. Look for more housing data Tuesday. The government will report on April housing starts and building permits. Vinita Judice, Bloomberg Radio. And today the Realtors Group said home price gains quickened in the first quarter as sales strengthened in a market starved for listings. Recapping equities higher. NASDAQ's at a record up 28 to 61.49, up 5 tenths of 1%. S&P up 11, also up 5 tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets and Bloomberg Radio. I'm Corey Johnson. She's Carol Masser. Yes. And looking at markets today, we've got uh, Dave Wilson as always our stock senator. But special guest, we've got uh, Rob Hayworth, a senior investment strategist with U.S. Bank. And Rob, um, what it, tell, for, tell us what you do there when, in terms of sort of on a day-to-day basis looking at the market. How do you do that? Uh, yeah, good question. We we get together and we look at where are valuations, where are trends, where is sentiment moving, and then try and position client portfolios to uh, achieve their long-term wealth management goals by taking advantage of uh, what's available in capital markets today and hopefully in the future. How's it? How, yeah, go ahead, Corey. Well, I was just going to say, because within your job is, is the great tension that all investors face, which is how do you pay attention to today while ignoring today? And how do you how do you look at today's market and, and figure out what matters while you're trying to keep in touch, in fact, uh, in touch with the, the goals of the long term, not the short term? 
no, I agree. That is, that is a hard task, and uh, it, and for us, it you know the market helps us uh, understand that. I think it's been interesting today as we look across the news stream that we've seen, whether it's uh, China's one belt one road uh, agenda or the cyber attacks. Um, you know, the market has been able to set those aside, and I think as we size those and pull them into our full mosaic of what's going on in the, in the economy. They're not yet reaching a level where they're going to change our long-term uh, economic momentum or concepts. Um, they're not changing what's going to happen from a monetary policy perspective. We think the, the world is still generally accommodative. Um, and so we find ourselves on this still slow-growth uh, track here in the U.S., a slow-growth but getting better track in Europe, and uh, still enough room for us to, to see a way for clients to make money in markets despite some of the threats we've seen here in the short term. Yep, lots of threats, lots of stuff going on, and yet we are seeing kind of unprecedented levels of complacency, Dave Wilson, in this market. So, you know, is that a worrisome sign, or is it just like, eh? Well, it's a weird kind of back and forth, if you think about it. This has probably turned into one of the most unexciting bull markets you can imagine. I mean, look, we're talking about the S&P 500 possibly closing above 2,400 for the first time. Set a record last week, which at least in some uh, people's view it needed to, to really confirm that we still have a bull market going on because there hasn't or hadn't been one uh, since the beginning of March. And, you know, yet we've still got this sort of, you know, lethargy to some extent. I mean, a lack of direction for sure, a lack of volatility for sure. I mean, to the point where, you know, Mohammed Alarian, who's an advisor over at Allianz, is writing for Bloomberg View that, you know, too little volatility can be a problem. So that's kind of the situation we find ourselves in with uh, share prices certainly relatively high by historical standards. And nonetheless, it's not like people are really running in or running out if you look at what's happening to market values. Right. And even with retail earnings and their smackdown, if you will, uh, last week, uh, we've just got about 10% of the S&P 500 left to report quarterly results. The S&P 500 is on pace for 16.5% first quarter EPS growth, which is the strongest since 2011. Rob Hayworth, the earnings results, the outlooks that you're hearing from company, does it justify more moves to the upside in the equity markets, or is it now a case for uh, us to continue to see stocks kind of grow into those earnings expectations? Yeah, I think stocks do have some room to grow into, into earnings expectations. Um, it's, it's been an interesting market where, uh, unlike, you know, some of the past where we've seen the, the tide rise all boats, um, it, it's a very different story here where you're really seeing growth in just a few sectors, financials, technology. I mean, we had... Uh, uh, commercial loans turn up now for, for two months, uh, according to the Fed. So we're, we're seeing better stories there. Uh, some of the previous leaders, healthcare is kind of retrenching at this point and, and the bond proxies are having a rougher go of it, whether it's, uh, telecom and, and utilities. And I think, uh, this mixed market cycle is, uh, probably still amongst us as we look to, to drive markets higher with, uh, without all sectors participating necessarily in, in the growth story. It is interesting to see that volatility in those, uh, in those firms that you, you talk about, in, in those uh, bond proxies, as you call them, the, the dividend-paying utilities and so on, because we, there has been a lot of vol in those names. They're thought of as non, non-volatile names, but in fact, you see them every once in a while take a real big dump, and you know the, uh, the dividend rate looks real high all of a sudden, and then they just kind of get uh, gobbled up again. 
Well, I mean, certainly what we're seeing when it comes to achieving goals for clients is uh, income has been a, a real area where they've been looking to, to get growth. They've been trying to replace, find some replacement for bonds, which have been, you know, at, at record lows, right? Two, two and a third percent today on the 10-year treasury uh, makes it tough to, to meet your, your long-term goals. So I, I'd say investors continue to look for, for opportunities there. Uh, we're starting to point more and more towards the equity space and, and look for growth in the long term rather than just trying to clip coupon and clip incomes. Uh, because we think that's getting tougher as we look at uh, probably higher real interest rates, uh, the Fed uh, looking to, to move rates higher over the course of this year, and uh, inflation is uh, in play at this point. Dave Wilson, how do we take uh, into account some of the news out of China? Uh, we've had some guests on Bloomberg Markets over the last week or so saying, you know, I know everybody's focused on everything coming out of Washington, tax reform and all that good stuff, but I'm really watching or this individual is watching very closely what's going on in China, and we are seeing growth moderate there. Well, this whole idea of this uh, plan that was mentioned earlier about you know stepping up infrastructure spending, not just in China but elsewhere, I mean, if, if you're a company involved in that business, certainly have to be looking at China as a potential source of revenue. And it kind of reaffirms the idea to some extent that you have global economic growth, not just U.S. economic growth. I mean, that sort of popped up as a theme, the idea that you have sort of synchronous uh, increases in gross domestic product. You haven't seen many of those uh, in the past few years. All right, folks, we got to run. Dave, thank you so much. Our Bloomberg Stocks uh, editor, Dave Wilson, he'll be back a little bit later on with his chart of the day and his stock of the day. And Rob Hayworth, our thanks to you as well. He is senior investment strategist at U.S. Bank Wealth Management, $133 billion in assets under management, and he was joining us on the phone from Seattle. This is Bloomberg. Let's get to Nathan Hager right now with a look at world and national news headlines. You know, talking of news coming from Washington, Corey, the firing of FBI Director James Comey continues to overshadow just about everything in this town. At least one member of Congress is now calling for President Trump to be impeached for getting rid of the director in the middle of his investigation into Russian election interference. Democratic National Committee Chairman Tom Perez is reiterating his party's calls for an independent prosecutor. I prosecuted cases at the Department of Justice. I spent over a decade of my life there. I, worked, I prosecuted cases under Republican and Democratic administrations. I know what obstruction of justice cases are because I did that. And you believe last this is week, obstruction of justice? Last week's tweet is an example of a piece of evidence I would have used in an obstruction of justice case. Perez spoke with Bloomberg Chief Washington correspondent Kevin Cirilli there on Bloomberg Television. And uh, stay with us. We have Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell joining us tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Television and radio. Arguments have wrapped up in a federal appeals court in Seattle over the president's revised travel ban. The three-judge panel from the Ninth U.S. Circuit had tough questions for both sides, like this one from Judge Michael Hawkins. Has the president ever disavowed his campaign statements? Has he ever stood up and said, I said before I wanted to ban all members of the Islamic faith from entering the United States of America? I was wrong. They also asked a lawyer who's challenging the ban whether the order's national security rationale neutralizes any claims that it's motivated by discrimination. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg. 